Hello everyone, I'm Pan, and this is Subtle Frequencies. You know, I don't really have a elaborate explanation for this one, I just want to talk about Frankensteins today. There's a lot of them in town, and uh, well, I think they're neat. Let's get into it. Joining me today, Lothar von Ruin, soul explorer, libertine, and author, created in the mean streets of Prussia around 1860 CE. Lothar has spent most of his life drinking absinthe with romance authors and doing the boogie with beat poets. Since he technically has already experienced a real human death, Lothar lives every day as if it were his last. You can read all about Lothar's life and times in his memoir titled Scar Tissue, which is in no way related to the book of a similar name by Californian author Anthony Kiedis of the small band Red Hot Chili Peppers. This one is clearly spelled with a K. You can find Lothar with his colorful assortment of misfit wordsmiths at the writing workshop every other Tuesday morning at the Big Round Table in Cup of Joel. Well, uh, Lothar, how's it going? Oh, hello there, Pan. It's an absolute pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, well, I'm glad you can make it, you know. I've been, um, been looking to get you on the show for quite a while now, but haven't had the, you know, the right topic. But I, I just figured we should just make room for you and we'll talk about Frankensteins, you know. And, uh... No better person than you to talk Frankensteins. How do you feel about that term, Frankenstein, you know? Well, there was a long period in which I liked to correct people because technically, you know, it's the name of the doctor, but honestly, the time spent correcting people when they used that term was time wasted. Yeah, good point. It's just harder, and there's no sort of official term for it, and... You know, saying that somebody is a reanimated corpse isn't very sexy, so I just prefer going with Frankenstein. It's got kind of a groovy name to it. Yeah, kind of kind of sexy, kind of groovy. I really like the name Frankenstein. You know, people ask me if it's my real last name all the time. They see the sort of pallid green skin and the you know, the bolts and whatnot, and they just go, oh, you must be the Frankenstein. But you're more a Frankenstein. Yeah, I'd prefer an A Frankenstein. I got you, yeah, instead of I Frankenstein. Or Al Frankenstein. Yeah, fuck that. Pardon my language. Anyways, so then you were not created by the notorious Dr. Frankenstein. Who, who did uh, make you and reanimate you? Actually, that's quite a funny story. You may remember Emperor Wilhelm I of the Prussian Empire. He uh, knew about the real Dr. Frankenstein when he read the book. And he was jealous and really wanted to recreate the process with his war minister, Albrecht von Roon, whose name I ended up adopting eventually. Mm. So... 
they work together to create sort of an adopted son slash tool of war. You know, like a ultimate unkillable soldier. Interesting. And when the Emperor found out that I was in no way interested in any sort of warlike behavior, he cast me aside and his, you know, Albrecht von Rune took me in and raised me as his own. Interesting. Are you uh, an unkillable soldier? Like, if you wanted to be, could you? I mean, bullets like... uh, do hurt, but they cannot kill me. How strong are you? I'm in incredibly strong. I can pick up an automobile or I can push a bus that is trying to drive forward. I can push it backwards. Oh, nice. I cannot stop a moving train like Spider-Man. Someday you'll get there. One day. But it's kind of... Yeah. I wouldn't say that Frankensteins are necessarily immortal, but I would say that they are impervious to human illnesses, and they do not age. Right. But we can, you know, fall apart or be murdered. Okay. Immortal in a sort of elf-like way. Minus the uh, stunning grace of the elves, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got your own sort of grace in your in your own right. You know, it's yeah. it's certainly different, but I have been described as being a very cat-like, graceful individual by many poets through the ages. I guess I could see that. Do you enjoy being a Frankenstein? Oh yes, I I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. You know, it's it feels great to subvert people's expectations of the undead while simultaneously being a living encapsulation of, you know, sort of the possibilities of science. Yeah, I guess when you put it that way, it sounds pretty cool. It's a, it's a wild ride, and, you know, every day's a new adventure. It's much, I assume, like every other person's experience living, but just, you know, it's just got a little bit of something else in there. Do you remember being alive the first time before you died and then got sewn up into a different guy? Absolutely not, but I am technically made out of over 25 different people. Right. So if, you know, my brain is from uh, a scholar from the mid-1800s, and the rest of my body parts are made from Prussian soldiers that died in the Thirty Years' War. Go figure. Well, now you're just you, you know? You're just Lothar. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad I don't have to rely on uh, the memories of a, a past that I technically am involved in. Right. Yeah, I, I got to have a sort of blank slate and live my own life as a stunning and handsome undead uh, sort of bohemian. Yeah, so it sounds like you've lived a rather long and storied life. Are there any, you know, any eras that you wish you could get back to? Like, you know, the, the modern age is so strange and possibly different from, I think, anything anyone else has experienced. Do you ever wish you could go back to, say, the 1860s or, No, that you was know, a terrible the, time. It seemed really shitty. That was huh? bad. I'm not going to try to romanticize that, um... Yeah, but what about, like, 1992? Do you ever miss, like, when um, Creed was still playing, or... I'm a massive, and this is a matter of public record, massive Creed and Nickelback fan. Hinder, I would really love to see them oh, live God. again. Yeah, back in their prime. 
That would have been so good. That, you know, that is among my top ten. Actually, the... It's, Sing Hinder Live is in two different slots of my top ten favorite experiences. That era of music, I think, is gonna be what... And I've seen a lot of empires rise and fall. That I think that is gonna be what defines the American culture. When the ages pass over the American experience, they're gonna look back and be like, that was the peak. Right, yeah. It's all been in a pretty steady state of decline since then. Speaking of music, though, how do you feel um, at this point in your life about a little band called Red Hot Chili Peppers fronted by a man called Anthony Kiedis? I've um, sort of heard of them. I heard that they had, like, a moment in history. Yeah, and that, like that moment's thing. come and gone, obviously. Absolutely. But... They are in no it, way on know, my radar. I see. Is it on your radar that Anthony... I guess as an allusion to his beloved song, Scar Tissue, wrote a, another book called Scar Tissue, which I thought that you wrote that at first. And I think it's because I did. Yeah, I wrote same. it first quite some time ago. And I'm honestly tired of hearing that, oh, the only reason your book sells any copies is because that people think they're buying the Anthony Kiedis one. Mine is one, published first, two, much better. Three spelled with a K instead of a C, mm. which is the original spelling. So it was sure. nice of Anthony Kiedis to change his spelling of the word to circumvent copyright law. And four, mine has a foreword written by the very real Thomas Hardy, making huh. it incredibly famous. Wait, I don't know who wrote the foreword in Anthony's book, but probably like, probably like Flea. Or like... Flea I do know, he's very nice. Seems like a great dude. Killer dude. Yeah, it's like top ten dude. Funny. You ever get to hang out with um the Will Ferrell, the drummer? That guy. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I'm sick of his his nonsense. He uh, an obsession with making people drink things as fast as possible, and I don't mean alcohol. I mean fizzy water, grapefruit juice. That guy gets off on just being like, you want some delicious citrus juice, and then, oh, it's always grapefruit. Hmm. The most disgusting of the juices. Yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, next up, maybe, like, tomato. It's a, or those are clamato. all bad juices. Yeah. That man's a bully. Honestly. And then, you're like, but don't you want some? And he goes, oh, no, I don't like it. <laughs> it's like, why did you even have it, then? Why are you, you carrying know? around... 128 ounce big gulp of Clamato. I feel like we're gonna get sued for defamation and slander. If he wants me, he can come and get me. Ooh, good point. Face me like an adult. <laughs> yeah, cut no the, lawyers, the crap. Just these two massive mismatched fists and his two saggy face cheeks. Got him. Well... In the interest of not giving uh, Mr. Farrell any more ammunition to sue this radio station with, I would, if it's okay with you, like to uh, move on to, to take some callers. Because, you know, we've had, there's so many Frankensteins or Frankenstein-adjacent creatures around town, and I've just never taken the time to really dig into, you know, how all of that works, the ins and outs of, you know, creating a Frankenstein. And that's why I'm so glad that I have you here. We can, you know, me and you, 
talk to some people yeah. who are curious about Frankensteins, people who are Frankensteins, people who, you know, want to learn how to make, like, a DIY Frankenstein. Oh, yes, let's teach people, please, how to play God. Yeah. And I say that without think... a, a, an ounce of sarcasm. Oh, I'm with you. More people should be playing God. I'm saying that all the time. God's not playing God. Yeah, I mean, if God wanted to play God, then you should fucking step up. You should up come down and... here and face us. Yeah, fucking come down from your, you know, your mountain and uh, fight me. I've got a sword. You have a sword? Somebody's obviously read chapter 9 of my book. <laughs> of course, yeah. Sword fighting God. Yeah, that has had some pretty good tips and tricks, but I don't want to give too much of it away, you know? Pick up the book, everybody. Yeah. But... Let's get a few words from our sponsors in real quick, and then we'll get some phone calls about Frankenstein. Z Frankensteins, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. There's a lot of them, yeah. <sighs> Not the book. I'm out of quotables, but still ain't done the notable thing that I'm supposed to do. Came with the wind, I guess my spring, it had a cold or two. Paying to get over you. The shrink told me, think, Billy, please don't let the horrors loose. I fight titans in my mind with white lightning and pine. Burn peace, so no sleep, I'm doing fine. I'm high key like typhoons, a high tide. Drowning, trying not to sink, it's do or die. Who am I? Watching Hulu and getting fried. You got cocky and flop, now all you do is hide. Flames on the roof, but facts, it caught on mine. Now I'm back up in the hood like Rocky Five. Welcome to the basement, basement. Time for some callers. We got uh, phones just, just ringing off the hook. Let me pour myself a little bit of sherry. Would you like some? Uh, no, I'm good. It's very but thank good. You. Okay, there I guess. You uh, yeah, if you insist. Oh, I love when it tastes this much like a mushrooms. Mmm. Yeah, that's how you know it's good. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, nice and sauced up, and ready for some calls. All right, well, um, first caller right here, you're on. How are you doing? 
This is Al Gore. He, him. I am doing very well. Wonderful. I work at the Danube Warehouse. Okay, I remember, I know of it. Yes, I've heard uh, sort of troubling things from this place. Yeah, I had to stop getting all of my goods from there after I heard their labor practices. Yes, they are rather abhorrent, yes. Yeah. Myself and the Lazari are doing our best to unionize here because oh. of the incredible mistreatment that the Danube Corporation is perpetuating against the Lazari. I am acting as their spokesperson since they literally have no voices. That's very good of you to do. Um, I'm, I'm not sure I follow, though, Al Gore. Is that a nickname for the employees? Is Lazari or? I believe they are Frankenstein's, uh, created by the corporation to be a sort of a very strong, subservient workforce. Oh, um. Okay, yes. that's that sucks. If I could just say, it is a very bad practice. Yeah. If my yeah. great grandfather, I Gore knew about this, he would be esteemed. Well, understandably. Yes, I have uh, signed up for many newsletters regarding this particular development, and the Danube Corporation's doing everything they can to try to bust this union. That sounds like them, yeah. I am Bastards. vying for the support of the public. Huh. Well, um, I mean, you've got my support, naturally. Oh, yeah, you've um, got... I did not realize how deep this went. It sounds like a fucking shithole. I have hung up many a flyer at the Cup of Joel on Main Street, and uh, they, huh. they just keep taking them down. That sounds like something that a union-busting piece of garbage would do, is just tear down a honest flyer like that. I cannot tolerate they that. They actually have... Flyer-ripping drones that just That's go around so town looking for flyers to pull off of posts. It's such a weird way to use their resources. And the, I guess that's what you do when you got money like that, though. The grand foreman of the particular warehouse here, uh, who everybody calls Gold Teeth, is quite a villain. I didn't know that Gold Teeth worked there. I just sort of knew, like, he was sort of a, a villain, like a piece of trash that sucks. Is that? I heard he's incredibly unkind to dogs. Yeah. He just says That's mean the thing. things to them. Right, yeah. And not like in a, like, I mean, I guess they don't understand, but like, why would you just walk up to a little pupper dog and like, be rude? He just, it, and he's relentless in his reprimands. Yeah, seems unnecessary. He rolls with an iron spreadsheet. Ugh. God. I hate anyway, that. I must get back to my duties as a spokesperson. Thank you. Well, yeah, good luck. Um, Stay strong. Uh, You know, kick their asses. Uh, yeah, you've got... a march next week. 
Uh, okay, yes. Discord channel. We'll be there. I'm gonna get everyone from the station down to the march, and we're gonna uh, top all these. Oh fuckers. yeah, we will definitely see you there. All right, salutations. Salutations. I just love to hear about like you know labor organizing. That's so heartening. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, really disheartening that those pieces of trash at the Danube uh, warehouse are you know pulling this kind of nonsense. They, but they give the river after which they are named a terrible reputation. Oh, absolutely. I can hardly think of that marvelous river anymore without thinking about. Just the atrocities being committed at these factories and warehouses. I've spent many a sunset on the banks of the Danube painting nudes of people basking in the glow. And that sounds really cool. To have those memories tarnished by such a, just a disgusting institution really chuffs me. Yeah, rightfully so. Well... I think Al Gore and the Lazari, I mean, with the support of pretty much, I'm going to go ahead and say it better be everyone in the town or else uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to topple these these bastards and yeah. uh, any, create a more equitable workplace for them. And in all opposition to this movement will be met with fierce debate. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And probably violence. Yeah. Likely violence. Yeah. Uh, you never know, though. Yeah, if we'll there's see. anything I know about labor movements, it's that they're incredibly violent. Well, maybe just this one. And maybe just for me. Look, don't tell anybody. I know Al Gore is kind of likes to do it by the books, kind of, you know, takes it easy. I'll fight somebody. There we go. You didn't hear that on no, public I radio, though. didn't hear what? I like this guy. Um, but let's not say any more incriminating stuff. Let's get to another caller. We got one right here. Next caller, you're on. How's it going? Hi, uh, my name is Trent. He, him. I'm calling because I've never been really, um, really good with the ladies. No. And okay. in what regard? Uh, um. Yeah, like just chatting or... Like... I struggle to form relationships with women. Uh, that are meaningful and sustained. I am very good at science, though. Well, so I believe cool. there is a show on this same radio station that is all about forming any and all kinds of relationships with women. It's called... What's it called again? Oh, I don't advertise for these other people. Don't, don't bring that nonsense here. Are you talking about the Dr. Maurice Hour? I though, think it is or... the Dr. Maurice Hour. Uh, well, I don't know about that. Uh, what I do know about is that I have created a Frankenstein of my own. Oh, uh, dope. Some, well some might call it a Bride of Frankenstein, or at least that's what okay. I like to call it. She was okay. beautiful and perfect, and we, well, it just didn't, it doesn't make any sense. What does it? I, I gave her life and a place to live and my love. And then she went off and, well, she started dating this other Bride of Frankenstein instead. And I mean, you created a life and now you're upset that she doesn't love you? 
Well, I, yeah, kind of creepy there. Trent. That's a lot. Creepy. I that's I don't lot. think love is creepy. I think I think that you know I I sure I made her so that she would love me, so she should love me, and then you know she goes and leaves me for a a variety of Frankenstein. I just don't I don't get it. I don't understand, and I I just need to win her back. I need her to come. Here's back. what I don't understand: is what's your damage, Trent? Yeah, I, what's your well, problem? I can't really get behind this way of thinking. Yeah, you got a really kind of toxic perspective about relationships and love and like the act of creation, playing God. Like we're all for that here, playing God and what have you. But like you're really twisting this in what I'm gonna call an uncool way. Is it uncool to love something? Is it yes? Uh, I thought you guys were gonna help me. I thought you. I mean, we would help. We help people who aren't big busters. Yeah, you're a buster indeed. You're a, a grade A buster. If anybody's asking me, yeah, you know, good for her that she went and found someone who probably uh, respects her for who she is and treats yeah, her like a human being. isn't like some kind of like heteronormative fucking piece of shit. This whole this is a lot of dirt bag language. Yeah. I'm just not used to. What is that? Yeah. I. What are these people outside my house? We know what you did. We know what you did. Where? We're to come get you. Do you send these people here? What? I didn't send anybody anywhere. But get if there's a mob the outside your house, are they gonna come inside my house? Open I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll open the. I'll open the door. Okay. Okay. Open the door. The door's open. I'm, the door is open. You have been found guilty. So fucking guilty of being a piece of shit. We're an angry mob. We're here to pick you up. What? What do you mean you're gonna? We got pitchforks. We've got torches. Are you gonna burn down my house? We are gonna burn down the house of your disturbing beliefs. We are here too. I don't understand. Have you joined our agrarian collective? It's been several weeks working and learning how to live off the land and reforming your conceptions that are very, very toxic. You may choose not to do it. You will be compensated for your efforts and more than just knowledge. You will be paid. Wait, you want me to join your farm? Yeah. Stop being a piece of Stop what? being a piece of I don't want... What if I do? Why don't I do? What? Your misogynist beliefs and weird things that you do have disturbed the entire community. That's why we're all here. We're all here because you're going to work on our farm and live on our farm. What if I don't? You got to leave town. Nobody wants you here. I don't want. When you're done, stuff. you're going to understand the meaning of an honest day's work and. What community looks like. I you guess to be compensated. Trent, sounds like this is a great option for you. I guess I so. Would maybe just take the deal. I take the deal. I guess so. How many of them are there? A lot. I like. I don't Give know. Give me a number. Like twenty to twenty-three. We are all one. They are speaking in unison. We are all one, and you are all one with us. I guess you could be one of them. Can I take my pajamas with me? How are they? 
covered in incendiary belief mantras. No. Good question. They just what have it? what it's on them. They're from Taco Castle. They have tacos all over them. Absolutely not. Okay. You will make new pajamas with wool that you have harvested from our okay. I guess I'll you do that. You will cherish them for the rest of your life. I I will. You will trade them for other goods at the farmer's market. Okay. Pan, I gotta go. I'm no joining. Way I'm no joining way a collective. Right now. Okay, well, um, yeah, uh, good luck. Hopefully, um, you can reflect on your sort of horrible beliefs and, like, the, the bastard that you are and maybe grow as a person yeah, and, uh, come back sometime later. I hope so. Alright, bye. Bye. Wow. <sighs> a lot of community building going on today. Yeah, honestly. Kind of, I love the energy, you know, a lot of fire in the air, metaphorically speaking. Oh, uh, fire is still... I mean, I've been around a lot, but fire still spooks me proper. Yeah, I mean, the thing about fire is hot. Hot, fire bad? That's a lesson you either learn the easy way or the hot way. If you can't take the heat, you know, um, take another caller is what I always say. Uh, we got someone else here who hopefully isn't the, the worst person that I meet today. And you're on right now. How's it going? Hi. Uh, oh, hello. It's, we're, oh, we got two of we're you. We're both here. It's me, Winifred. Okay. He, him. My name is Diesel. He, him. Howdy, y'all. How's it going? Hello. It's going pretty good. Actually, this isn't our first time on the show. You uh, may remember when we were a solitary centaur with a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking to uh, uh Mr. Hayes back on the uh, the old teleportation, right? And y'all were trying to teleport. We well, we were trying to transform our one state into two states, two entities, two bodies, and we were successful. We did it. I mean, we were mostly successful. There were some glitches. Yep. Um, we had no uh, one to blame but we sailed. Mm-hmm. The problems are mostly um, aesthetic ones, yeah. I would say. You may remember we were a centaur, and we Man. had a few human body parts on hand, and a horse body part on hand, and a body sock for teleportation, and we put all yeah. of them together along with we selves into the body sock. And we tried to separate ourselves into just a human and a horse for solely mm -hmm. the purpose of being a human to ride a horse instead of being a centaur. Yeah, I recall Jasper saying that that was not how any of this worked, but I kind of wanted to hold on to faith that y'all were going to make it happen. That's uh, uh, what went wrong, though? Ambitious. Well, what ended up happening is uh, I'm a human centaur. Which just means human that I centaur. have, uh, yeah, I have four human legs and two human arms. One of my human arms is crystal. Oh, cool. Which is cool. Very cool. Wait, did you get to see the crystal dimension? Yeah, uh, that was part of the body sock process, is that kind of no matter where you were transporting to, you would momentarily, uh, or for, you know, a variant amount of time, be in the crystal dimension, 
And we were in there a little longer than, um... Three and a half horse weeks, to be precise. Of course. Oh. That's a long time. What does three and a half horse weeks translate to, uh, in people weeks? Well, let me look it up. Yeah, do you have a chart with you? Uh, one moment. I'm using my Frankenphone. Um, I can spell good. <laughs> my oh, fingers good are to too hear. big for this phone. Oh, oh no. I'm sorry. Get, get one of those big phones that they make nowadays. Oh, a horse week is exactly four hours shorter than a normal week. Okay. That's still pretty long. Um, <laughs> man, but... Yeah. And so you got a crystal arm? And I have a crystal horn. Oh, that's so cool. Very but it, cool. And it's retractable, so people don't think I'm a unicorn all the time. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I guess I could see the benefit of that. And we both have crystal vision, so uh, that's an upgrade. Unrelated yeah. to musical artist crystal vision. It's different. I figured, yeah. yeah. That wouldn't make any sense, logically. No. No. Okay, but so uh, this all sounds like really dope. I still don't quite understand what the problem is. Well, I mean, we called in just because, you know, it was definitely an adjustment to get used to a, an unusual body. You know, not a typical body. Uh, sort of uh-huh. like the Frankenstein situation. Six hooves, two of whom are supposed to be used as hands, it is hard. It's hard. Okay. Also, I have four human legs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I am a human, sure a human centaur, but, you know, essentially a human, I am expected to wear pants. Yeah. And I like wearing pants, personally. It's just something I like. Uh, it's been really very challenging to find human centaur pants. Yeah, uh, I can see how. Yeah. Hey, can you look at this drawing that I made? And well, two drawings. And would you, if you, when you wear pants, do you wear them like this or like this? This is all people want to know. It's more like that. Oh, I'm sorry. If this is well trod territory, I, no, I, I apologize. No, I understand people are curious. That's more like that second one. Okay. All yeah. four legs covered. All four legs covered. Right, yeah, that makes sense. The, you would want that. The cost for getting custom-made pants of this design is prohibitively high. Exorbitant. Oh, oh that sounds incredibly inconvenient in a society that demands humans wear pants. Right. So, uh-huh. I was just going to say, I mean, it, it just sort of came up like Lothar, you know, being... A Frankenstein, similar to you, you know, being created of, you know, several disparate bodies kind of stitched together through, like, unknown magical means. Yeah. Lothar, you know, can't use a phone because your hands are just so big and strong. They're huge. They're str- my All the, my phones have to be made out of reinforced materials, and they have to be... The buttons have got to be jitterbug-sized, otherwise uh. they are just too small for these massive, swollen thumbs. I guess my question, or... Yeah, sure, question, is, like, are you kind of used to, at this point, you know, the navigating the choppy waters of having to get 
custom-made devices and possibly clothes. I assume you have to get special gloves for your just phenomenally large and strong hands. Like, you've, you've been there. You've done that. I'm going to highly encourage that you find a community that supports your what is easiest for you day to day. Otherwise, you are going to find mm. yourself making compromises in places that are unfair to you. Good point. Good point. I, I Yeah, set I your own needs, you know. Float the needs out there and then see who will come to help. There's a lot of if I if I've gotten anything so far today is that there's a lot of helpful energy in town right now. There's also plenty of people who want to harm things like us. Wait, who would want to do that? Well, what, notwithstanding the fact that my crystal horn is of incredible value, I am a hmm. creature with a powerful secret. Don't, you don't have to share that now, Diesel. I don't. I don't think you should say. Oh, say I'm too afraid to. But we can't just go anywhere we please. Is what I'm getting at. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But I I will say, when you mentioned uh, helping, I know that people in this town do genuinely want to help. Yes, Uh, they do. And that's why Mm -hmm. we set up a a GoFundMe to help pay for the cost of these custom centaur pants. It's just, it's 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 something that we just can't handle as a household. But uh, hopefully the community will... Will help us. Yeah, I bet they could band together and get y'all some pants. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've they've done much more for lesser causes in the past. True. Have you tried putting up any flyers to advertise the GoFundMe? We're designing a flyer right now. Oh, wonderful. Diesel does not understand how printers work, or should I say, not work? (laughs) Oh, Bazinga. Good thing I was sitting down. Uh, Diesel, how do you draw with two hovid hands? So not hands, really. I use my crystal horn to draw. Oh, that's dope. It's amazing. It has the dexterity of a master thief. Yep, that's badass, dude. It's really good. Perhaps you should take up the art of prestidigitation. Ooh, yeah. Well, maybe you could just conjure pants into existence. Hmm. Perhaps I horse will. The extent of Diesel's powers when it comes to his m- magical horn, I haven't quite gotten to the bottom of all its powers, but uh, I mean, that would be wonderful. I mean, you won't know until you try. There's That's plenty true. of magic classes around town. There's some at the community center. There's that weird place on the woods. There's that menagerie abstruse or whatever out by the hedge maze. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's Dave. Yeah, Dave. If you, there is Dave. If you can find just... Dave, you you can get so much knowledge. He's just giving it away. It's the slippery guy, though. I think as we are uh, learning what it means to have these new bodies, you know, I think we found a lot of resources in this town that we didn't know about. So thank, thank you so much. Yeah, well, thanks for calling in. Yeah, of um, course you so much. 
your your horse your horse your well well horse horse welcome. I think horse welcome. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, you got it. <laughs> Anyways, it was horse to talk to you. Uh, horse to talk. Best to you of luck too. out there. Let us know if there's anything that we at the station can do to uh, make this dream come true. Oh, we will. Thank you, Pan. Bye. Alright, horse you. Just goes to show right. you, not everything seems the way it seems. Huh. Really makes you think. No time to dwell on that, though. Um, no, there too never deep, is enough you know. time. That's why I live my life to the absolute fullest, you know. Like Robin mm. Williams in that film about sad kids. Yeah, or like Tim McGraw in that song about living like you're dying. Yeah, like that Tim McGraw song about Tim McGraw. Right, yeah, about how like he's Tim McGraw and he lives every day like he's like you, pretty much. Not to be confused with the incredibly sad musician Tim McGraw. Yeah. Next caller! <laughs> you know what? I think you're right. Here it is, beep. Uh, next caller, you're on. How's it going? Hey there, Pan. It's me, Jean, he, him. And it's me, Jean, she, her. Oh, no, they're a little double. Yeah, okay, me this with is the fun. G, her with the J. Uh-huh. Okay, that'll be easy to keep it straight. Jean and Jean, <laughs> oh, yeah. no problem. Yeah. So when I say Jean, you'll know I'm talking to Jean. Uh-huh. Whereas if I say Jean. Uh-huh. I guess they're Bud, yeah. <laughs> you got it. I'm cool. Well, how y'all doing today? Well, we're doing peachy. <laughs> so, uh, me and my my husband here, Gene. That's uh, me. <laughs> that's, that's Gene. That's me. We I'm can Jean. tell by how you said it. <laughs> we're both Frankenstein's. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, and and that's sort of uh, part of why we why we got together. But that's not all of it. Yeah, not uh, all of it. Yeah. No, not all of it. Uh, some of it, uh, but we had a beautiful, normal human baby. No stitches this time. No, no, no none stitches, on that one. An entire body done regular style. Regular okay, style. Okay, with like you know, kind of like mm-hmm. regular style. But yeah, they they went off to college, so they grew up so fast. They oh, <laughs> I could swear it was just yesterday. Uh, you know the rest. Um, you know. So we're a couple, just a couple of franken empty nesters now, and we're looking to just maybe adopt a child that's like a little bit more like us, you know? Yeah, we've got so much more love to give. So much, like you mean a child named Gene? So much love, I I don't know where to put it all, you know. That's so funny, Pan, about the Gene. No, no, we're thinking about a Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh, you want to adopt a Frankenstein? Yeah. I see. And just like, you know, like we both, we both grew up Frankenstein's, you know, and we know mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. it is. You know, you have to, you've got this big, clunky adult body and mm-hmm. you've got to learn all these things like how to do everything. You know, have to teach yourself how to read usually and, you know, almost all of us grow up on our own. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's got to be an isolating experience, you know, being made like that. It would have been really nice not to have to learn how to live in society while 
renting a small room in a Hungarian brothel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just like that, bud. Just think of all the things we could have accomplished if, you know, we weren't afraid of everything. So, we're looking to find a young Dr. Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Yeah, somebody who's, like, really fambitious, you know. <laughs> I don't know why you say that, Gene. It's not funny. Nobody likes that. It's... It's... I, I'm laughing. No, no one else I'm is laughing, Gene. Uh-huh. Okay, Gene. So we're looking okay, for a young Dr. Frankenstein who has created life but isn't quite ready to take care of it. Hmm. There's a yeah. lot of those out there, you know, the, the sort of the, the rote paradigm of who I created and now I don't want to be a dad or a parent of any sort. Hmm. It's a lot of responsibility, uh, and right, I and yeah. I understand that. Uh-huh. You don't necessarily think about that, I guess. You know, you're a young doctor. You maybe have a little too much to drink one night, and you head to the laboratory, and you you know you create life out of like a, an amalgamation of body parts that you've harvested, and then it's like, well, what am I going to do with this? You know, what was I thinking? I've got this. Uh -huh. You know, this fully grown, uh -huh. strong uh -huh. Frankenstein uh -huh. to take care of. Uh -huh. I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like that. So I guess we're just out here uh, trying to find that uh, that love connection, yeah. you know? Yeah. Find that perfect match of someone who wants to rehome their Frankenstein creation. Yes, I guess we're, yeah, that's what we want, what we both what both of us, you and, that's what we both, both us, want. We both want that. That's yeah. what we both want. Both me and Gene. Gene, are you okay? Which one Jean's are you fine. talking about? Yeah, Gene's fine. You know, Gene. Gene. I'm always fine. Gene. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gene's, Gene's great. mean. Okay. Don't, Gene's not mean. He's, Gene, you're. Well, it depends on what just... Gene you're talking about. <laughs> you're so funny. You are so funny, Gene. Yeah. So funny. Not a lot of jokes happening. So, um, hit us up. Uh, yeah, if, if you've you... got an extra Franken that you're looking for, not talking about Al. Yeah, yeah fuck not... that guy. Yeah, fuck that <laughs> guy. Not, not cool. Bad yeah, guy. Fucking... Then, um... Jump in a volcano, you we, we wanna We want to share our home with a fresh new life. So. Yeah, we both want that. We both... Me just and Gene. Clear out the homebrew room. Uh-huh. We'll just put them in there, yeah. When's the last time you even I'll just Anyways. put all that stuff on the street that I bought to homebrew with. Just leave put stuff it. on the street. Yeah, that's how we do and it. And I mean that's it'll be great. We'll paint it some bullshit color. Yellow. Yellow's good. Kiss our fucking Yellow's a good Gene, I feel like this is a lives. goodbye conversation for off air. <laughs> yeah, but we're having it now. <laughs> I guess so, like, classic, um... classic fucking Gene. Classic Gene. Classic fucking Gene. Gene? <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Gene, this kind of language on public radio? It's, yeah, it's Gene. largely discouraged. Yeah. I just don't understand. We reserve it for deplorable people in deplorable situations, but you're kind of getting a little out of line, Gene. Yeah, oh, I'm Gene. fine there, bud. I'm just here, you know. If you want to go make your homebrew... Make your homebrew. Let me homebrew up a yeah. little bit of love for your soon-to-be 
beloved Frankenstein child that you're gonna yeah, have. Yeah, you're asking me to make a, a beer for a child. I mean, it's gonna be an adult. Like, who yeah, cares? it's technically, you know, ageless. Yeah, their brain is fully developed. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. You're not doing any nasty work to it. You know what that mm. was like, Gene. You know how hard it was when we were fresh and new and didn't know anything? I'm still fresh and new. I'm not saying you're old. How long have y'all been Frankenstein? I mean... 45 years for me. Yeah, about the same for me. We've been married for like 20. Yeah. I think. Around that. Think. In any case, Gene... What? I want you to be happy, and if... I'm happy. You don't sound happy. I'm happy. Gene? I just wish somebody would have asked me if, you know... I wanted a, a teen Frankenstein or whatever. I thought we were unified on this. You just went on Craigslist. You never fucking asked me about it. We've talked about this, Gene. You were like, maybe this will fix us. Maybe this will fix us. This but maybe it will. Oh, that's never how it First works. the maybe dog. Maybe it will, Gene. First the Frankenweenie. Now this. Are you saying you don't love Frankenweenie? Frankenweenie makes you... it hard to love Frankenweenie. Gene. Yeah, that's very distasteful. I, yeah. I think... I think we need to have a conversation off the air, Gene. Yeah, it sounds like y'all have um, a couple things. I'm going into the cave. If you want to hang with Gene, you know where to find me. The cave? Oh, well. Wow. I thought maybe Gene had something left to say, but Gene hung up, so. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Get a divorce. Yeah, some, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting a divorce. No, and, you it's know, you free should... now. Yeah. You just go to the local divorce office downtown. They're yeah. just handing those things out. Right, yeah. I mean, they do that quick little ceremony to, like, figuratively sever the bond between you that you formed they... before. But... Yeah, and they have you cut a ribbon. Yeah, with a, you know, a ceremonial katana. It's very cool and satisfying. So cool. It kind of, it makes it, makes up for the, you know, sometimes dour mood yeah. that these things have. I've officiated yeah. many a divorce ceremony, and honestly, it's it's very emotional, but I think everybody feels the catharsis by the end. Anyways, we got more callers to get through today, so let's just rock through these, huh? We've got another one that's right here. Um, how's, how's it going, next caller? Well, hello, it is I, Felix, he, him. Hmm. I am the original Frankenstein. Oh, wow. Um, monster. Mm-hmm. I'm a massive huh. fan. I've been, obviously, I was created out of someone's desire to replicate you, but... Well, it is an honor to, to meet you in this uh, phone call. I am uh, not as familiar with uh, the most modern uh, technologies. Uh, it has been a struggle to sort of maintain uh, sort of a modern perspective on oh, this. I things. can imagine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to keep up. It is. Uh, Felix, when were you created? Like 1818? Is that right? About then, a little before then. I think you are you are looking at uh, the Mary Shelley Frankenstein novel. And uh, I was I was obviously created before then, so that Mrs. Shelley could write her her novel based on my experience. I have a lot of questions for you. I know that you called in because you probably had some questions for us, but I would like to know if the hit film by Kenneth Branagh, oh, uh, Mary uh, Shelley's Frankenstein, if that yes. gets anything right. I would say the film adaptation that I feel is most correct is the is the Kenneth Branagh adaptation didn't you consult for that film oh how did you know 
<laughs> I, they, they asked me, but they said they got you, so they didn't need me. I did have quite the lovely conversation with Bob De Niro, if you know him. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, Bob and I have had a lot of conversations. Yeah, I met him when he was in town just a few weeks ago filming. What? Just a great dude. A lovely, a lovely man, no question. I will say that they honestly and truly took my suggestions to heart, and uh, that, that adaptation is the most true and accurate in my my perception. To real human events. And undead, you know, humanoid. Yeah. As well. Right. That's cool. I'm glad you were there to make that as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the story needs to be told. Absolutely. And I'm just wondering, you know, having been around for so long, you must have a like a pretty deep, far-reaching perspective on like, I guess the world we live in and like how it's changed and you know like, I don't know. I'm just curious what your read on the way that society has progressed, you know, to where we are today versus when you were an up and comer, you know, when you were new on the scene, like. Are we better off? Are we worse? A lot of people say things keep getting worse, and I'm just... I'd like to get a perspective of someone who's been around through a lot of it. Well, there's many things that are better, that have improved. Especially for, you know, many people in the world that I would say were perhaps invisible before. Mm, Uh, Yeah. Things get worse and they get better, but I think, I hope, uh, they are getting better. Do I want to participate? No. Do I want to Valid. live in my cave and, and write gothic erotica? Oh. Yes. Can you publish that? or? Uh... I mean, I don't like the internet for the most part, but uh, there are portions of it that are quite useful to me. Mm, yeah, the, nice, uh, nice. the cave erotica scene is getting uh, bigger every day. True. That's, that is what I'm hoping. I mean, with the things with the tweeting and the you know, I think we should go outside and see a bird. Wow, you know, that's deep. I used to uh, enjoy uh, human media, but they canceled Cadfael, so I I have no need for television anymore. Uh, sorry, I've, I've been around for not as long as you, but pretty long, and I've I've seen a lot. It's kind of hard to catch it all. What is, what is Cadfael? Oh, Cadfael was. Never seen Cadfael. <laughs> It was a wonderful detective detective series. Cadfael is a uh, a monk, and he solves crimes in the mid- medieval times. It's it's just so clever and wonderful, and oh, and like a monk ended much too soon. In an abbey. In an abbey, yeah, yeah. A, a crime-filled abbey. But there are crimes. Yeah, you know how there's always like a lot of crimes in yeah. a, in an abbey. Oh, and yeah. outside the abbey, you know, uh, peripheral crimes. Yeah, every abbey I've been to is like a, you know, a cesspool. Of just crime, scum, and villainy, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, exactly, the, you get it. There are the, uh, the crusaders or so, you know, things. It was a, uh, is a, if you're asking about the, the scope of change, you know, at least we don't, uh, decapitate each other in the public as much, you know? Not as much. Still happens, shockingly. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it happens over the radio. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Shocking. Again, it it was ended much too soon in a a heartbreaking turn of events as far as uh, content. 
slow. Yeah, you lose a show like that, and it kind of makes you lose faith in the media at large. Like, absolutely. If the public can't get behind Cat File, like we are clearly just not aligned. I don't even know why I'm gonna watch a show or like a program anymore. That's just how, that's just how I feel, and that is why I have uh, decided to retire to my cave. So. Oh, you're you're casting off the yoke of civilization once again. I have to uh, retreat periodically. But uh, you know, it's. I used to be a lot like you, you know, when I first showed up on the scene, I was melancholic and quite emotional as well, and I kind of grew out of that period and learned to embrace change and to embrace human connection. It's hard when you're this kind of what some people would call a natural being, but you can find the silver linings in the metaphorical clouds that are constantly being blown by the winds of history. I cannot uh, disagree, but fortunately I can see clouds from within my cave, so I think there are, there are times within the scope of this incredible and unnatural lifespan that I have been, uh, not gifted, but uh, has been placed within my, you know, power, if you will. Yeah, I understand that much. Yeah. So, you ever see shadows from outside the cave and you think, like, that that's all that there is? Because, like, you've lost perspective on what it's like to be out in the world? I have taken ninth grade uh, English, so yes, I know. Uh, well, Lesser talked about things are the double shadows coming from even deeper within the cave. You know, the mu oh my gosh. Much more oh interesting side to it. You know, when you leave the cave, it's not to seek out the light that produced the shadows before, but it's to escape the creatures that create the double shadows. Oh, uh, like the Balrog. No, that's, that's absolute nonsense. I'm talking like goblins, goblinoids, mm. goblins, goblins, etc. Well, I have a, I have a, a, a rock-solid lease on my cave and an agreement with the goblins. I don't think a double shadow is in the question here, so... Oh, that's good, that's good. You gotta lock that down. Last mm. thing you want is a goblin moon to show up and for those double shadows to grow. I will be prepared. You never know with these unpredictable goblin moons, though. Like, you could be in your cave, right? You wouldn't see the the signs in the sky above, and then suddenly there's a goblin moon, suddenly you got goblins tunneling up from underneath you. You ever worry about that? I have incantations. I won't discuss it here. And that's fair, yeah. yeah that's good to have, yeah. Well, I have enjoyed this uh, conversation. I have a, you know, deadlines, if you will. These uh, Rotica do not write themselves. And uh, I, I, I wish you all, you know, safe travels and uh, avoid fire. It is very scary. Uh, oh, yeah, fire bad. Fire, fire bad. Uh, uh, go, uh, goodbye. Take it easy. What a nice caller. Huh, huh? I've, I've been trying to meet them for some time. Yeah, I felt like it was almost good enough when I met Bobby De Niro. It kind of felt like... Well, everybody knows that, you know, anybody who's real friends with Mr. De Niro calls him Bobbert. I'll get there someday. Yeah, Although... one day, yeah. He's in town yeah, all the time. Less so now the War with Grandpa 2 wrapped. Uh, anyways, let's take another caller. Uh, can't think too much about Bob right now. Let's talk to someone else next caller. You're on. How are you? Hello there, Pam. It is Hi. me, Billy Crenshaw. He, him. 
CEO of Danube, calling in on your program. Hi, uh, nice to talk to you. You know, we've been uh, discussing your corporation a little bit today. Excuse me if Funny I'm on my enough. phone while you have this conversation. Understandable. It's probably going to be pretty boring. Billy, how are you? Uh, what are you? Why are you calling? I'm calling in because I heard some pretty incendiary rhetoric being said here on your program. And, you know, I'm a simple man. And I have simple needs. I am pro-life, not in the way you think, but in a Christ-like way. You know, you want to be like Christ, Pan? Do you want to be like Christ? Uh, just in like those sort of wizard, wizardry. I mean in the way that, would you like to be reborn like Christ was? Not really. You know, I'm here for saving as many lives as I can. And you know, there's only one way I could think about doing it is by reborning as many people as I can, Pan. Okay, but... That sounds like all well and good, but then you employ those people at your warehouse and only pay them poverty wages to do your bidding? That's what I'm hearing. I have brought these people into this world, Pan. I am like their father, which is why I make them call me father. Because we are a family. I brought them into my life. I assume you have a family, Pan. Do you yeah. need a union for your family? Uh, Wouldn't no, that but be no. weird if you did? I don't do work for my family, and they don't do work for me. Everybody's got chores, so Pan. Everybody's got to do their part. And unions, they're yucky. They're about as yucky as a day-old onion. What is it about the union's demands that you disagree with, Billy? I don't like how they are trying to put a wedge between myself and my family members. My children, who I am frequently throwing pizza parties and getting them fresh cup of joel in the morning, I take care of my family, and there's nobody on this earth that could tell me how to. I mean, but this is your family asking through, I mean, through the, you know, the uh, services of Al Gore. I have never heard them ask me these things. So what I heard is that you built them all without tongues so that they couldn't speak. That seems like a weird thing to do for your family. That is a random side effect of science. And has absolutely nothing to do, Pan, with my design. So when they sign to you, though, in ASL, and they say, like, they want higher wages and stuff, like, how does that... How does that go for you? What I do, Pan, is I provide a place of work for a massive workforce of Lazari, which no one else can say that they've done. No one can say that they have a workforce of completely reanimated individuals who otherwise would not exist at all. Can you say you've done that, Pan? Uh, no. I don't know that it's an inherently good thing to do. Well, they exist now, and they need something to do. Otherwise, they will not have purpose in this world. And for other institutions to try to wedge in here and get between me and my children and how I love them, well, that's not very Christ-like, is it there, Pan? Christ did not build that cross and then climb on it just to have evil organizations come between their father and his children. Christ did not cut down that massive tree and whittle it perfectly into a cross. You could end the sentence there because he didn't do that. That's apocryphal. Well, the song, Jesus Christ Was a Cross Builder, would argue differently. Okay, yeah, that artist is not a scholar. They never met Christ. 
They don't know. All I'm trying to say here on your widely respected program is that I'm a good man. I'm not a bad man. I throw a pizza party for mm. you anytime you want. What if instead of a pizza party, you just paid people for the work that they that did? That sounds like know, much like... less fun. And that intimates that I'm not paying them enough as it is. With the wages that you pay them, you still turn a great profit for yourself. The profits that I get, it's like when you do the dishes for your parents. It's so they can cook you another meal and put it on that plate tomorrow. It's exactly like that. It's not exactly like it's that. It's precisely though. like that. I don't even have any. You st- mm. That is because Billy, I won. I don't think that's how this I works. always win, Pan. <laughs> you get to know me, you'll learn that I do not lose, Pan. And these people trying to unionize, they will be cut down, metaphorically speaking. Because mm. they're trying to get between me and my beloved children. I would like to point out that the people in the union are your allegedly beloved children they are forsaking the love and arms of their creator they are attacking me and everything i hold dear including the other lazarite that i hope to create tomorrow i'm here for creating as many lives as possible using this beautiful technology and then putting those lives to work to create the profits necessary to create more of those lives i mean what's the end game though you're just gonna continue to make more and more lazarite Absolutely. There has to be a line. Without end, until we need to expand our, you could call it, fambitions to the stars. Why wouldn't you just work on something more sustainable for the resources that we already have present? I'm a simple man with a simple mind and simple aspirations. Words like sustainable are honestly confounding to me. You come in here with your, I'm just simple man, I'm... I know how to get my hands dirty. Ask anybody who knows me. They know I know, oh, I know how to get my hands dirty. You're Sounds trying to like confound it. me with this city talk with all these college words. It makes me and my Lazarus unhappy. You don't know that. I take you issue with this talk. I talk at them. Right, yeah. Well, um, Billy, here's what I'm kind of thinking. Uh, I'll, I'll take your... You know your thoughts on this, but I think uh, that I hope you, you know, you lose everything and uh, all your Lazarus, you know, successfully form a union and sort of tear you down from this. I'm hearing this unethical hilltop that you sit upon. I'm hearing this, and uh, just imagine a world without me, Pan. I'm doing. And imagine it. a world in which you've made an extremely powerful enemy. I, because you live in that world. Nothing new to me, honestly. One more powerful enemy on the list. I wasn't paying attention because that man uh, makes me absolutely sick to my stomach. Yeah, real, uh, real BSer, real flim flamster. Uh, like Billy just like took a psychic toll on me. I need to lay down after this. I can't imagine how his workers feel. Mm, yeah. Imagine that's them all day. I hear he kisses every single one of them on the cheek. When they clock out. That sounds like a form of harassment. Just one of the many things I hope they address when they unionize. Huh. Well, anyways, uh, let's get a effing palate cleanser. Something different. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, I um, agree entirely. Let's get another caller. Next caller, uh, hope you're not horrible. Let's hear it. How are you? Hey, Pam. It's Pam. Oh, hey, Pam. Oh, hello. How you been? 
Oh, I got a question. What would you say to somebody who has, I guess, uh, died and then come back to life and formed a spirit bond to another body? How would you cope with something like that? I'm asking for a friend. You know, like, uh, how do you cope with people chasing you with fire? And, I don't know, just hating everything that you are because you scared them. How would you, if you were that person, deal with that? Are you asking me or Lothar? Yeah, who are you asking? Is it is this a just a general question out into the is world? Is this friend of yours a, a Frankenstein? Because that is what this episode is about. They've uh, returned from the brink of death and been spirit bonded to an incredibly powerful being. Okay. I don't know anything about that. Frankenstein's are are not brought back using spirit magic, so it's quite uh, it's apples and oranges. I wish I could help you. Oh. Mm. Just classic, no answers, no help. I'll take my answer off the air. Love her to pieces, but don't understand a, a dang thing about her. Yeah, well, ain't that just the way it goes. Wish we could have helped, though, but was not really feeling like I had enough details myself. I think somebody's working through some issues. Join the club, you know? Yeah. We all got them. Uh, we got time for probably one more caller today. Let's, uh... I couldn't load them, as they say. I guess they do say that, yeah. Alright, well, next caller locked, loaded, you're on. How are you? Uh, hello. This is Jeremy. He, him. Um... How's it going, Jeremy? Well, frankly, I'm a little confused. <laughs> so, I've been hearing... Uh, a lot of the term, you know, Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, all um, these things. Yeah. And I feel well, like... that's the topic of today's discussion. <laughs> yeah, I know. But here's my point. Dr. Frankenstein is a character that was depicted in Mary Shelley's novel, Dr. Frankenstein. And... Sometimes it is called the modern Prometheus. Yeah. In her novel, uh, which uh-huh. is considered one of the first science fiction novels. We're all aware yeah, of that. I, I hate the, to say it, but we're all painfully aware of all this information. I just yeah. feel like the term Frankenstein has been used incorrectly over and over in this oh. recording. Oh, my Lord. You. You're going to call in and come at us with this kind of nonsense. I've got my friend Lothar right here is a Frankenstein. You think you can just talk like you know what's up? Like you're some sort of expert? We're literally the subject of... I just think it's important that we go based off the source material. Okay, were you listening before when we were talking to Felix, the original Frankenstein? A self-identifying... Frankenstein? I don't know if... Did you just, just graduate from school? Yeah. Yeah, from middle oh, school? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good one. <sighs> God, Jeremy, what is your problem? Why Why did you even feel like it was necessary to call in with this, this is complaint? a lot of I effort just, to put into something uh, that is honestly... Uh, why even pick up the phone? Uh, Everybody knows weird. what we meant. Jeremy, by saying Everyone understood it, if Jeremy. If I don't have a problem with it, then it's why important. should you? 
to do right. Well, I guess I you like just want us to call my friend Lothar a monster? Is that what you want? Yeah, I do you mean, feel real he smart is? here, Jeremy? Do you feel like How a smart guy? How smart do you feel, Jeremy? Te I mean, technically... Oh, technically this, technically that. Just let people talk. Language is constantly evolving, Jeremy. Wow. I'm just feeling a lot of heat right now. Oh, what's that? What? Is that? Is that the mob crossing? The mob crossing is lit. Are they coming? Jeremy. What's going on? What? We have found you guilty of being a reckless peanut, Jeremy. Jeremy, they're on? Um, I, I just wanted they're to on their sit. way to your house. They're my house. They're on their way. They're coming right for I, you, there, Jeremy. Lothar, do you want to get in on this mob? Because I'm kind of I'm, feeling I'm it right now. Decidedly mobbed out. I've been understandable. Century. But you go do what you got to do. I'll just I'll stay here. Yeah, I'm gonna run out there. Uh, I can bring this uh, microphone with me, and um, yeah, it was great talking to you. Um, let's go get Jeremy's ass. Oh, let's, get Jeremy's ass. Oh, let's get Jeremy's ass. Let's get Jeremy's ass. What do we want? Jeremy's ass. What are we gonna do to get it? We're gonna make him do some farm la labor and pay him for it and teach him a lesson. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm gonna hang up. This is quite an impressive. There, there's a lot of them out there. They're really uh, uproarious, but in a way that I'd like. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm gonna hang up. I'm gonna hang up right now. Farm. Well, I guess it's just me here in the studio. Just uh, I guess what? What did we learn from today's show? We we learned that. Unions, very cool. Um, very hip, very couple of cool cats. Uh, we've learned that Gene and Gene should likely get a divorce. Probably the best call. Not not feeling all the love there. We've learned that workers are not their employers' children, nor should they be. Very strange. And. Um, we also learned that nobody really cares what is and isn't a Frankenstein, so stop telling people who is Frankenstein. Let them read a book. Anyway, that's been, uh, that's been subtle frequencies. Uh, smell y'all later.